Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over and by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Club Live here on Club at 22, the Rangers podcast, where we are here on New Season Eve, shall we call it? New Season Eve, um, to look forward to Rangers kicking off uh, the campaign this season against Kilmarnock, which we will get into in due course. And you would think that on New Year's Eve, um, there would be a full house for you. Unfortunately, we're still in pre-season here at Club at 22, <laughs> and it's just the two of us. Um, so introduce my guest, uh, Scott Carney. How are you doing, Scott? I'm good, Scotia. It feels like a long time since I've actually seen you in the flesh, mate. It really does. Uh, it does seem like a while, but yes, mate, it's, uh, it's the start of the new season, mate. The the optimism is rising. We're all looking forward to it, and I'm I'm very much looking to a pretty a pretty packed show tonight. So, hello, chat. Hello, everybody. It's good to see you all. Yes, hello, listeners. Hello, listeners. Sorry, I put new earphones there, and I had them both in, and it's quite sound cancelling, so I found myself shouting at the start there a wee bit, so taking one out, <laughs> taking one out. But before we go on to the Kelly game, there, as you say, there's an awful lot of news that's kind of occurred since you've returned from Hoffenheim, and actually just ask you, how was the Hoffenheim trip? Did you enjoy it? Uh, yes, mate, it was very good. Yes, it was. I would, I would love to be sitting here and tell you. I, rem- I briefly remember talking to you at a couple of points, mate, during <laughs> that. Uh, during that, but it was, um, it was a good trip, mate. It was a, it was a, an experience, mate. Um, what story will I share out of with many of them? On the Saturday night, Ali fell asleep in the reception of the hotel. So that, <laughs> there's one. <laughs> there's one. Uh, so, uh, yeah, the, the boy, the boys did FaceTime me while you were on the train, and you were taking a wee nap as well. I think the day. Oh, brought, I forgot. Yeah. I've completely just passed out on a train, mate. See when Ali woke me up as well. He woke me up on this train and I was like, What what where are we? He's like, mate, what's wrong with you? I was like, I don't know, mate. I was like, I just fell asleep. Don't know why, mate. The train took a lot longer coming back than we thought it was gonna. Yeah, I was I was gone, mate. I remember sitting talking to these two guys about I don't know what I was talking to them about, the UB or something like that. I think we were talking about because they were wearing the ultra stuff and that, and I was talking to them and then 
Next thing I knew, Ali was waking up shouting at me, like, Carly, we need to go off this train. I was just, like, extremely confused. But, no, it was a great trip, mate. Very, quite a lot of beer was consumed. I can imagine, I can imagine. But let's get into Rangers things, and we'll start with um, a new signing. A signing that we've been waiting on a long, long time, because I think if we cast our minds back, he's probably one of the first targets we started speaking about um, at the end of last season. And he's certainly one of the names that when we were linked with him, I was very excited about this. But it has been confirmed now that um, Sifuentes has joined the club from LA um, for in a four-year deal. Um, I'm really glad this is over the line, Carney. Um, really wanted it to happen this summer rather than waiting for him to run down his contract at LA. But he's in the door now. Um, we're not, I won't touch on Sifuentes himself too much because I think over the last every single pod this summer. We've probably spent a wee bit of time speaking about him, but um, it's good to have this one finally over the line. Yes, it is, mate. One of the ones that seemed to take forever, mate. It really did. Uh, but it was quite clear that Bill wanted him and Bill was willing to to fight the battle that he had to fight in order to get him here in this window. Look, I think it makes sense for both teams um, for, and for the player for him to be here. Um, I am mean, it's an exciting signing, mate. It is. It's one of those ones that we were... Debating about whether the midfield needed strengthened, and the more we, the more the things go on, the more you've seen probably John Lundstrom playing football. You're going, yes, we do need somebody else with within that midfield. And yeah, Bill's very much got his man. Uh, I'm excited by the signing, mate. I think if he, he's going to fit the bill in terms of what we need him to do. He's a bit of a ball carrier. He's a substantial size of a man as well, which seems to be a recurring theme um, within. Um, Within the recruitment that Bill's done this season, but no, mate, it's um, it's an exciting one. It's, it's a good one to get over the line, and uh, I'm glad that he is here. Yeah, I think it's it's a position that we've really needed strengthening in for a while because the midfield it's not really been freshened up. I mean, Lundstrom came in and it took ages to get up to speed. He had that wee purple patch at the end of the the season we got to Seville, and he's not really got to that level again and then um, you've then relying on the likes of Jack and Kamara obviously Raskin came in there and it'll be good to see him now that he's got a full pre-season under his belt and he'll go on to bigger and better things but getting Sifuentes in yeah I think it's an ideal ideal move because he, I think he was sought after by quite a few clubs not too long ago as well you know folk had their eyes on him um, and I just think he's this type of player you know he's like a kind of younger version of what Ryan Jack used to do in terms of getting box to box an awful lot like that, and I think we, we could we could definitely be doing with that. So very excited with that one. As I say, I we won't delve into Yeah, sorry, Scotia. I think the most other end. Thank you so much. That's very much appreciated. Um, thank Here's you very end. much for the donation. Thank you so much. I think the most important thing about a signing like um, Sifuentes, mate, is he's going to he's going to free up. Can't well, I think once he's in the once he gets himself within the team, because of the type of player that he is, he's got a lot of legs in him. Him and Raskin are going to be the kind of two of the ones that would start, I would think, within the midfield and he frees up um if he, he frees up um can't well the same way that Ryan Jack does now. I get that, but the only thing about Ryan Jack is we can't fully rely on him. We know that we can't fully rely on him. So Sifuentes for me, he's the he is the one that will become the kind of focused number eight, if that makes sense, and he'll be very much box to box. And I, I mean, it'll be a sad day, obviously, when we need to say Ryan Jack kind of gets shifted out the team slightly. But these things always come to an end, I suppose. Um, but the 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 competition within the midfield and the players that we have recruited within the midfield, mate, I think on paper so far and from what you've seen so far in pre-season in some spells in some spells then I'm I'm very happy with the way the middle of the park's looking 
Yeah, yeah, indeed. And we'll move on to kind of other transfers. Some of this will be a bit of a rehash of what we've spoken about in pods over the last few weeks because there's not really been much movement, and certainly in terms of players going out. Although I see Ross Blue and Under a Glass Metropolis have both put in the comments there that it's now been made official that Lowry is going to be joining Hearts on a season-long loan. I've not seen that myself. I did see the rumours um, earlier today, but Carney, it looks like that's official now that um, Lowry's off on a year-long loan. Yeah, I think Chris Jack actually put it up earlier on, mate. At <clears throat> some point in Rangers have seven minutes ago, mate, they've just announced that um, he's going to join Hearts in a season-long a season long loan deal, um, with Rangers having the option to recall him in January. Uh, I think this is a very good move for um, Alex Lowry. Uh, I think he, I don't think he could have went to a better team within the um, within the top flight, mate, in Scotland. So, um, good luck to him. Honestly, good luck to him. This is really make or break time, I think, for Lowry um, at Rangers. I, I I understand people's frustrations that he didn't get enough game time and he's not going to get enough game, game time next season by the players that we've recruited. Look, it's quite clear what Michael Beale was went out to do here. Michael Beale was went out to win the league. That's what he's done. He's went and recruited the players that he's had to recruit in order to win this league. There's no doubt about it. We're not signing nine, potentially ten, maybe eleven players. We don't know. Still a month left in this window. We don't know how many we're going to end up with, but he's not making all that recruitment to stick with a stick with an old guard or to promise, try and promise players with potential that I believe Lowry does have, but he's not really at the point where he can make promises to him that he would get game time. But a move to Hearts, mate, I think it's a fantastic move for him, I really do. Hearts play decent football, they're quite an attacking team as well, um, they'll have a go at most teams that they come up against in Scotland, so um, uh, I think it's a cracking move, mate, and I, I wish him nothing but the best, and I hope he comes back an even better player than he already is. Yeah, I mean, Lowry going out and loan, it was always one of those ones where is it, you want to make go to a decent level in Scotland and we've never been good at kind of getting players out to another decent club in the Premiership in particular. I think the last time, well, obviously last season we got Lewis Mayo, um, who he's obviously joined Kelly as well, but he went, went out and loan to Kelly. But prior to that, there wasn't many of our players going out on loan to uh, Scottish Premiership sides. And I know uh, Ali kind of talks about this previously, but like, Celtic were very good at doing that for a while, getting players in and then loaning them out to, you know, Aberdeen, for example, was one that they used quite often. And it, it, it helped them because they can play against us, can't play against them. Hopefully we can see the same thing with Lowry. And I think, uh, am I right in saying Hearts have got European football this season in the Conference League, I believe, don't they? Are they? I think so, mate. Yeah, they must. But I don't even know where they finish, but they I, must. No, they must be in the Conference League or a chance of it anyway. Yeah, I think they might be. I don't, I'm not sure. I've, I've been really off the ball and keeping up with anything else that's happening in Scottish football. I think when I sat down to watch the Hibs game last night and watched that and the, their game in Europe, that's the first time that I've paid it any attention to any other club in Scotland. Apart I, from think it's under, I think it's understandable, mate, considering the amount of people we've been out and signed. It's been a very busy summer for being a Rangers fan. There seems to be news every other day um, and it's not always been the case in recent years, mate, that we've had so much to talk about over a over a transfer window. So, no, it's, it's understandable. I'm the same, mate, um, but everybody knows I'm a bit arrogant and ignorant when it comes to Scottish football especially that Rangers really the only team that I, I care to pay attention to and it was only I think maybe the, the end of last week maybe that I actually looked at what the other side of the city were doing because I thought it's been awfully quiet over there uh, and then Twitter happened yesterday but we'll not get into that uh, you've not caught up <laughs> no. there's plenty to have not, plenty not quite yet, not quite yet. <laughs> no, I've not quite caught up with all that so um, I'll probably enjoy that before the game tomorrow and once we finish this this evening very good yeah 
So like that that's confirmed. Other kind of rumours that have been floating about Carney, obviously Beal had mentioned in this press conference today that Sakala is back in discussions with one of the Saudi teams. Looks like that one's getting closer and closer. I think see I don't know about yourself, but see when the news came through that he'd kind of knocked back the first deal for the for the Saudi club. I, I just got a feeling that it's maybe not something that folks his boat going out to Saudi Saudi to play, but it's clear that he's no longer Kenny. He's not a big part of Beal's plans, it's fair to say, I would say. Eh, no, no, I don't think so. Again, I think it's one of those ones that people are people are on either side of the fence with Sakala. I don't think MD sits on the fence with him. I understand the stats that he put in for us last season. Look, and I do, I totally get it. But ultimately, the standard of player that he is, he's not good enough for us. And I don't think anybody can really argue with that. Yeah, he scores goals and whatever, but the goals that he doesn't score, like two open goals at Hamden, we can't continue with a player like that. We just can't. Nothing against the guy. He's a cracking lad. Everybody likes him. He's really infectious. Yada, yada, yada. But he's he's another one that I think if we sell him on for... What three, four million, whatever the rumor, um, whatever rumor you like to believe, I think that's good business. I really do for what we recruited him for, for what he gave us last season, um, in terms of his numbers and the season that he had. I think that's good business. And at the end of the day, we're we're looking like we're we're going to recruit quite a bit in terms of moving people on. Um, and if Sakala's one of the ones, then in the nicest possible way, I won't be sorry to see him leave because I believe that we now have better at the club than him. Um. So it's one of those things. It's one of those part of the rotation of the the squad. Uh, I wish him nothing but the best when when he goes. But I think Bill saying that he's not involved in the club, uh, not involved in the squad tomorrow, even um, then, I think you can draw your own conclusion from that. Yeah, indeed. And then another player similar that we've talked about an awful lot that you and Alistair Pearson guffawed at me when I suggested the price range that I would go to sell him for. But um, it looks like that there's a, a could potentially be a wee bit of bidding war um, and Glenn Kamara from quite a few clubs in the continent looking at him. Um, again, this is one that Beal's alluded to, Kamara's alluded to. It's time for him to go out the door, Carney, and, and move on to new things. Kamara chucked it last year mate I don't think it was this year I think it was the year before there was obviously rumours that he didn't get the move that he wanted and he requested the move and it didn't happen Um, again believe what rumour you want but it's time for Kamara to move on he's another one that's uh, if we're getting it and you're right mate you we I couldn't believe when you were saying we could get five million for Glenn Kamara I was like on what planet Scotia but to get that kind of money back for Glenn Kamara, that's unbelievable business. There is no doubt Glenn Kamara is a great football player. He is. The boy is brilliant. The, the teams that he's been linked with, you're not going. You're not having teams like that sniffing about you if you're not if you're not decent with a ball at your feet. That's basically it because it's they're not okay. It's not the bit. It's not like the big six or the big five in England or whatever like that or any serious big team in the like German, Spain, whatever, but you, you just know where I'm coming from. There, there's a decent level of team coming in for him. Um, Glenn Kamara is a, a great player. He's he, We have got fantastic business out of him, no matter what he really goes for. I mean, no matter what he goes for, the profit on him is incredible. But he's another one, mate, that's just, he's not part of Bill's plans. I think it's been clear since Bill came in that he, he won't be part of the plans going forward. And as I say, I think, I think Kamara is one of those ones that checked out a, a while ago. And again, it's not... 
yeah, you can criticise him for it. I do get that. But at the end of the day, if he doesn't want to be here, he doesn't want to be here. If you don't want to be in a job that you're in, what do you do? You leave that job. You find something else. You move on. It's just it's just the nature of life sometimes, the nature of being a footballer. But again, Glenn, I've no bad feelings towards Kamara because um, I think he's some of the performances that we've seen under him. He was he was really a great signing for us um, in spells. But yeah, five and a half million for him, mate. I think that's. Especially if there's a few teams interested, mate, we end up towards the six million bracket. I think that's insane business. I really do. I think it's bonkers, bonkersly good business for Rangers. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple of other players that we could probably sit and discuss, but there's a few other bits and pieces of news that came out that I want to discuss and don't want to take up all your evenings as we started a wee bit later than we normally do. And we appreciate you actually all for um, allowing us to do so. Um, just life got in the way for us so we needed to move things about but thank you for That's joining us um, yep um, in terms of players in I don't don't want to get any specifics of players who we need in positions but I don't know if you caught it in his press conference today uh, Michael Beale he didn't really say no when asked was the transfer activity done even with players going out the door before we bring players in the way I kind of took from that was that even without selling anyone there might still be one or two moves that we, we, we could see before the window shuts <laughs> Potentially, mate, yes, I think so. I don't know how much I want to need into that. I think, look, I'll put my money on now that Kamara and Sakala are probably away. Um, I've seen somebody else say in the comments, I've seen the rights in the Euroscore will probably come to that. Bit of a shocker, that, for me. Um, But the they two moving on, so you're recruiting some money back. I'm... I'm pretty sure Bill's still looking for a defender. Um, I'd be shocked if he isn't. And... I'd be shocked if he's not looking for someone in the left-back area, mate. I really would. Um, not shocked, but I wouldn't be surprised if it came out that we get linked with a left-back. I think that tells you everything about how I feel about Barisic and Yilmaz right now. But Yeah, I wouldn't be put off by it. But he's, again, he's got to tread a line at some point and he's going to have to stop at some point because where, where does it stop? <laughs> but and it's not that I'm not enjoying it, and it's it's been thoroughly needed. It's been needed. This has been needed for years, not just this window, but for years. This has been required. But I, I, uh, I think a few. I, I still think a few will go before he actually decides to recruit somebody else. Yeah, but I think what what I kind of took from that as well was even if someone does go, that he's probably got replete people in mind that once they're gone right away, yeah. that's who he's going in for, you know, there won't be any yeah. kind of dilly-dallying about, which he needs to be because, you know, we are into the, four days into August, there's not that long left in the transfer window. Um, yeah, so that'll do us in that. Um, before we get on, you mentioned they're right in the Euro squad, we'll get on to Europe in a second. First, I just wanted to quickly discuss, because it's maybe missed, I didn't listen to, I done an alley and didn't listen to all your podcast and then Tuesday night with Stevie and Ali. Um, I only got, only get like 36 minutes through it. Um, so I don't know if he's discussed it, but um, we were drawn at home to Greenock Morton in the League Cup, playing that on the yes. 19th, 19th of August, a Saturday. I think it's been confirmed for a 12.30 kickoff. Mm-hmm. Um, which I'm, I don't know about you, but see, early rounds of the League Cup, I'm not a massive fan of getting drawn at home in the early rounds of the League Cup, particularly when it's this early, because the amount of money that's coming out of your account for the last bit of my season ticket payment came out um, on the European games, they'll come out as well this month. So ideally I would have preferred an away game if I'm being selfish on my own part. <laughs> but one of the things, reasons I wanted to re- uh, raise this again, Carney, was that it was confirmed as well by the club that um, this will be a game where they're moving the Union Bears again, mm-hmm. two behind uh, the Copeland Road goals, CFD and CF4, which um, again raises that kind of wee bit of contentious um, discussion around 
moving? Should they move there? Should they not? Um, what are your thoughts around it all and, and the draw itself? Uh, the draw itself, it's Morton, mate, isn't it? Um, uh, it's, <laughs> it's just one of those things. I, just Morton. Um, I'm from down that neck of the woods, mate, and I'm not a big fan of Green Morton. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's not it's not a difficult... It shouldn't be a too difficult tie for Rangers, especially at Ibrooks. In terms of the, the, the singing section, mate, or the UB getting moved, basically, um, no, I, I, feel, I, I don't feel like I shouldn't have an opinion on it. Of course I should, but... I almost feel like mine's probably not as important as others because it won't ever affect me because of where I sit. I sit in the club deck right in the middle. Mate, it's never going to affect me. They're not going to put. They're not going to put a singing section up there because why would you? There's no camera on you. If that makes sense to you, you want to see it. It's a visual thing as well as a, a an atmosphere building thing. The the visuals that they can do can also build the atmosphere, etc. So. <sighs> I preferred it behind the Copeland. Um, if I'm going to put my cards on the table, I think it sounded better. I think it looked better. I think there's potential for growth there. But again, I'm not the guy that's been sitting there for 10, 15, 20 years that's going to be told that you can't sit there anymore because the UB are going to be moved there. So it's a difficult one for the club to try and get correct. Uh, Bizgrove said in an interview that was on um, Four Lads and Heart and Hand um, from the... Um, from from the museum, uh, that that is something that they're going to continue to work on and look on. That I believe though, I believe though they they have, I believe they've got an idea of how they're going to strike a balance and how they're going to try and make everybody happy. But I wouldn't want to be the one at the negotiating table because I think some people will be dead set against it. I think there'll be, I think there'll be more than enough people willing to say, no, that's fine, I get it, it's brilliant. If it's going to benefit the team, it's going to benefit the stadium, it's going to benefit the, the club, whatever, I think they'd be quite happy to move. As I say, I've said to you before, I don't even know if I've ever said it in the podcast, give them, not a free season ticket, but half the price of their season ticket for a couple of years, whatever you have to do, there'll, there'll be something they'll be able to strike up to in order to accommodate, accommodate both parties. So, yeah, I think it's... I'm for it getting moved, I am, because I think the spectacle of it looks better. I, I, If it's going to be anywhere, as I say, I've said that before, it has to be over there because they can't have it to, they won't, the police and the club, I don't even think, will allow it to be the other side uh, behind the Broomloan because I think it's just too close to uh, travelling fans. Really and you know what it's like, we get some some European ties, mate, you get some pretty feisty fans, away fans coming to Ibrox, and I can't see them wanting to have the two groups too close together. Not that I believe that the UBR thugs or anything like that I'm not saying that please don't put words in my mouth but what I'm saying is alcohol consumed between both parties do you know what I mean and it can escalate very very quickly and I think by moving them to the other side of the, the stadium I think it'll look better I think it sounds better and I think it reduces the chance of any bother so I'm for it but again it's got very it's, it won't have any effect on my season ticket and where I sit yeah no I'm kind of I'm where you are. I would be very hypocritical because it doesn't affect me. It doesn't impact me. I'm not getting asked to move. If I was sat and had an emotional attachment to where I was sat, um, then I would probably feel a bit differently. I'm, I'm willing to admit that. But where like, you are sat up in the club deck, it's not going to affect me. It doesn't affect me. And I agree with any of the points you make. that It, it does give it a, a better look when it's behind the goals rather than stuck away in a wee corner. I can understand why some people potentially upset, but it's about, for me, it's probably mainly about getting the club 
going forward, getting the players involved in it as well. Um, I don't. No matter where you move the Union Bears, I don't think it's main, going to make Ibrox this big singing and dancing stadium all the time. Those will be yeah. reserved for very special European nights, old firm mm-hmm. nights. We likes when we go and play Ross County. Is it Ross County we play uh, a week on Saturday um, at Ibrox? Lovey. Is it Livy? Is it Livy? Sorry, I've not looked into the fixtures yet, so I need to do that. Do on, the balls, do Scotia, on the balls, Scotia. On the balls. Totally. Um, yeah, but you know, you fully know what, what type of game that's going to be like in terms of the atmosphere yeah. and things. 100%. Yeah, we know what it's going to be like. Um, yeah, so just thought I'd bring that up. Um, I'm just quickly looking at the before, time here. So yeah, also, quickly before you move on, I did want to mention, and I forgot to mention when we were doing the transfers, something that Grove said in his interview about he was asked uh, if, we're still, if we're still looking for a sporting director or if we're still looking for a football director going forward. And he pretty much said it's on the back burner right now due to um, the way this transfer windows went with Michael Beale, which I found pretty interesting, mate. I think if Beale's happy enough with it, mate, and the the way the recruitments went, looking at it from outside with his scouting team, yeah, I think it's John Park that he's got with him, um, if it's going to work like that, mate, then leave it alone. Don't don't fix something that isn't broken, as far as I'm concerned. And then maybe this window was the trial. But look at the look at the recruitment so far. There's not many of us that are disappointed with any of the, any of the signings that we've made. Really, not on paper, not at first viewing, anyway. So I found it very interesting, mate, that that might get put on hold. I don't know what your thoughts about that are. Listen, that kind of one. In terms of the transfer window, I'm not going to judge the transfer window until like the end of next, the end of this season, because we can't really, you know. I was, I felt very good about last year's transfer window, and it didn't pan out all that well, eh, all things considered. Um, so you need to give that one time, and it's, I don't know. I think a director of football route is something that both the club will probably do, but right now, Michael Beale seems quite competent in doing kind of juggling both at the moment but again that's something we'll need to judge on once he's had a full season under his belt um, so can he, at the moment I've not really got any yes or no opinions opinions for that one but no I've not managed to listen to that interview that got put out by uh, Heart and Hand and Four Lads so not had time to catch up on it yet but thanks for bringing that one up yeah before I will quickly just want to speak about as well Carney um, Crawford Allen has been out in the in the press and things and he's think he's going to round about clubs and stuff this was on the back of stuff that got announced for the English Premiership that they've been told by the kind of FIFA IFAB, probably come from IFAB actually, because it affects the, the laws of the game, um, that there's going to be some new kind of rules and things in place this season for the Scottish game. Um, two new VAR assistants are in place. There's going to be a new, another, yet another new independent review panel. How many times have we had those? But I think the main takeaway from this one is that it looks like we could maybe see some World Cup time uh, in terms of uh, added time towards the end of first half and the end of the game as well. Um, what are your thoughts around that? Are you looking forward to staying in Ibrox until about whatever 20 minutes past when you thought you should be getting away from? Yeah, European nights, mate. Home uh, midweek games, even I'll be there till 20 past 12 at night, mate. No, I know. Look, I think it's something that needs addressed. Like we all know, we go to Ibrox all the time, mate. From the minute one, from minute one, the goalkeeper when he gets a goal kick takes a minute, over a minute to have to have, to hit a, a goal kick. It's and it goes on and on and on and on and on. And then Rangers will sometimes do it, and we'll get penalised. Sometimes they'll do it. And what I hate the most, and I say it all the time, every time I see it, see when the keeper gets booked for time wasting, it he can he can then take five minutes to take a kick out if he wants. 
like to take a goal kick because he's not going to send him off. No Scottish ref is going to send him off for time wasting twice. It's just not going to happen. Time wasting's part of the game if you do it properly in terms of getting the ball into the corner, defending as well. Do you know what I mean? Like whatever you have to do in order to, to waste time. I don't mind all that. That's that's part of football. I just can't stand the the the, the time wasting that we see constantly at Ibrooks, constantly. And I, I mean, it must be the same. I don't know, but it must be the same for the other side of the city when they've got teams going there as well and they're doing anything they can to stay to hold on to a, to hold on to a draw, to try and make it now now. It must be exactly the same. I think if the rules are applied properly, mate, then we'll not need to be sitting there for an extra 20, 25 minutes added on. Um, because if everybody does stops time wasting, then there'll be no need for it. It'll just be the same as always. But I hope it doesn't get to the extent, mate, where there's half an hour of added on time or 20 minutes added on time at the end of a game. I hope that's not the case, really. I don't. But I do, st- I do still think it's something that does need addressed. Um, it does need addressed, but we'll we'll wait and see what happens with it, mate, to be honest. Uh, it's one of these ones I think it could be quite interesting for the first you know, per- first period of the uh, season that because you noticed this in the World Cup that it was the early games and you were getting like 14 minutes added on here and there, that eventually it did kind of get better as the as that tournament went on. And I would fully expect the same to happen here when players are like, right, no, okay, we, we don't want to do that. But it's one of those ones when you see actually see how long the ball is actually in play, you know, it's it's sometimes it's less than 45 minutes that the ball's actually yeah. in play. For a yeah. football, you know, throw-ins, free kicks, getting taken, time-wasting and stuff. So, yeah, hopefully it clamps down on that a wee bit so we'll just wait and see how that one progresses um, but before we get to European stuff it is time for a word from our sponsors Carney it is it's time for a word from our sponsors Manscaped breaking news everybody Manscaped now has beard products they are once again bringing new products to men's grooming with a brand new Beard Hedger Pro Kit from a beard trim to a fresh shave the technology behind the Beard Hedger Pro Kit allows you to shape your signature beard look like never before it's time to tame your mane so say goodbye to all your stubble trouble with manscapes beard hedger pro kit it all starts with the beard hedger this cordless trimmer gives you 20 hair cutting lengths all with one guard the titanium coated t-blade is tough on your hair but smooth on your face leading to single stroke efficiency that brings satisfaction one stroke at a time i see what they've done there plus it's waterproof the pro kit includes formulations for your post trim care these are the manscapes beard shampoo and conditioner beard oil and beard balm the pro beard kit allows you also comes with sorry three free gifts a beard brush a beard comb and scissors to ensure your beard is ready to impress so get 20 percent off and free shipping with the code club at 22 at manscaped.com that's 20 percent off and free shipping at manscaped.com with our code club at 22 the manscaped beard hedger one stroke one guard 20 lengths and I think I think your face will now thank you Scotia which is a wee bit different I suppose than your balls thanking you of course you were on bloody mute I didn't speak though I knew I was on mute but it was just my cursor was away <laughs> from that wee button no yes no I used the I used the beard trimmer the other night there but I, so I'm still need to experiment with it um, I went too short this time and I was like no that way you took a chunk out of the beard and I was like Oh no! <laughs> so I all had to go. Um, yeah, so yeah, it's a good, good wee product, but I'm, I'm still in the the testing phase for myself. Anyway, 
Also this week, it was confirmed that we'll play Servette in our um, Champions League qualifying game next Wednesday. Um, they managed to overcome Genk, um, drawing two each on the night, night, 3-3 in aggregate and winning on penalties, 4-1. Um, I don't want to get into Servette too much, Carney. Just a quick one. I think we were all kind of expecting it to be Genk. I think when we spoke about this last, I did say that I expected Genk to be the team we would face. A wee bit surprised that Servette managed to get the result, given they were down to... 10 men with inside five minutes um, in their game during the week there. But um, just a quick one in Servette. We'll get any more detail when we come back for a club deck corner next week on this one. But what are you thinking about that, Ty? I think I'm probably a wee bit shocked to be. I just expected Genk to get through it. I don't know why. I just I just presumed that they would get through it. No problem at all. I uh, It's some comeback for them, to be fair. They have done well. They really have done well um, to get themselves through there. Uh, say five after five minutes. Um, they were, they say they were down to 10 men mate and they've managed to come through that tie and fair play to them for it look we're in for a tough game mate I don't think there's any doubt about it they're a, they look like a, a solid team a very well organised team a hard working team um, everything that we we tend to struggle against but no I think it'll be it's going to be it's going to be a difficult tie mate it's going to be a difficult tie um, but I, I, I think at this level, mate, there, there's no such thing really as an easy tie. Um, obviously, back in the day, I remember when the Champions League first started off, you were playing teams that you'd never really heard of, but it's not the case anymore. Um, the way the football is, the way the internet is, the way how accessible football is, you tend to have heard it from every team that you've, you're playing. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's an exciting it's an exciting tie, mate, and it's an exciting time of the season. It's when you know the the, the football's back proper when you're in when you're in the Champions League. Um, Champions League qualifying stage, mate. So, yeah, I mean, I look forward to it, mate. I'm looking forward to it. Um, I say it'll be my f- our first time back at Ibrox this season, if you like properly, um, in competitive football. So, no, I'm looking forward to it, mate, but I don't think we should kid ourselves on. It's going to be a tough tie. Yeah, as I say, I don't want to get too much into the tie itself because I've not really... I didn't catch their game in midweek. It wasn't on any of the channels I've got, so I didn't manage to... Didn't manage to see it, but I'll try and catch up over the weekend after after tomorrow, obviously, um, and see see that for have a wee look at them before we before we come and face them. But the main reason I kind of bring that one up, Carney, is because today our European squad was announced, uh, which yes. raised some eyebrows, certainly in our group chat as well. It raised some eyebrows, so I'm sure everyone in the uh, the comments has, has seen it. But if you haven't, the European squad that was named was goals: Butland, McCrory, and Wright. Uh, the defenders picked were Tavernier, Yilmaz, Suter, Goldson, Sterling, Balogun and Barisic. Midfielders were Lundstrom, Hadji, Jack, Sifuentes, Dill and Raskin. And then our attackers were Dessers, Cantwell, Lammers, Sima, Wright and Danilo. So that, Carney, that gave us a squad of 22 players out of a maximum that we could select of 25. Although of those 25, eight of them need to be Scottish homegrown, either four Rangers trained or four or eight Rangers, it could be eight Rangers trained, but four need to be Rangers trained at least, and then four obviously just homegrown in Scotland. So in that squad, as I say, there's some eyebrows that were raised certainly in our group chat, um, and I'll let you pick the ones that you want, but of that squad, 17 of the players are non-Scottish, so that's your maximum quota of non-Scottish players selected there. What were your takes on that squad that was announced today? David Todd said it right there, mate. Um, no Davies. Yeah, that's a that's a 
what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know what the word is I'm looking for. Uh, I think that's an indication of what his future may be at Rangers. I don't want to read too, too much into it. Um, at the end of Bill's presser today, he said, oh, I forgot to mention that Davis is out with a slight problem and he won't be available for the um, for the weekend. And I'm like, hmm. <laughs> like, mm. And then he comes out that he's not in the Euro squad. I'm like, mm. I think there might be something a wee bit more in that. Um a bit of a, a bit of a, not a shock, not a shock. I don't think, but I think it's, it's probably quite right. I, I don't think Davis is, he's not won a lot of Rangers fans over. Um, I believe there's interest in him from England, and I think he's one we could get money back on me. Um, so maybe I'm shocked at the fact that it's, he's not been included when he could have been. I think there's like that he definitely could have been included, but I'm a, uh, yeah. Um, I'm I'm slightly slightly shocked by it. Slightly shocked by it. it's probably the nicest way to put it. Um, the rest of it makes probably as I thought it would be. Um, as as I thought it would be. In fact, in fact, it isn't because Scott Wright's included in it, isn't he? Well, yes. Well, I, I, we had this conversation um, when we were coming walking down the we, road from the Hamburg game, and I like I said because I've been, I know sorry to bore people, but I've been going on this. <laughs> For a long time now, it feels like well, even like midway through last season, I was talking about the Scottish Scottish quota. I see CGMs put up in the comments there as well about the squ- Scottish quota, and that is that's correct. The only reason that Wright's in that team at the moment is that he's still at the club, and no one else can really take his place. So why not include him in the squad as an option? Um, it doesn't mean so if he's he, not so, going to move so see on. if he gets if he gets sold like tomorrow, then does mm-hmm. it matter then, or do we need to put somebody else in that's Scottish? It would need to be like another Scottish homegrown player ah, or a Scottish yeah. trained player, which we don't have, because anyone else that we have will be on that B list, which is a mat. You can put anyone in your B list that's trained at the club. I think they need to be born after the first of January two thousand and two, and they need to have trained at the club at least two seasons since they were fifteen years old. So that's right. all your like B team players and stuff that will be there. So that's the only reason that that writes in there. That's all. All it is. And I've, I've said to you that coming back after the Hamburg game, that that's the reason. You know, I, I would keep him potentially wouldn't be bothered if he was kept about that he, he's an option that you could use in European games because no one else is going to fill that spot. spot. I suppose the only kind of, and for me in terms of surprises with that are um, Ruth and Lawrence, maybe not surprises yeah. as such, but maybe more so Lawrence, him being left out. Um, I suppose that all depends on who gets moved on and stuff and later on, because as I mentioned, those 17, 17 of those players that are in the squad are filling up all those spaces in non-Scottish players so no one else, Lawrence can't go in there until someone else is omitted from that list. Right. Um, but we can obviously, this will change again for the next round and then we can change it again before the, the group stages start proper. So, yeah, I don't see uh, people see are getting on. worried about... Yeah, carry on, Scores. On you go. Oh, so see, I was see just on say. that, see, see, sorry, see the fact that, <laughs> I know, see the fact that we do seem to be struggling there. Do you think we should probably be recruiting somebody else that would fit the bill, if that makes sense? Because I think Wright will probably move on. Yeah, but recruit another Scot- other Scottish talent yeah. to play there that, yeah. you know, that would fit that quota. Potentially, and that's well, that's one of the things that I've been saying to you guys, that it's like, you know, you'd maybe be looking around about the Scottish market or players that are Scottish homegrown that could fit the bill. Obviously, the ones that we that would want and add quality to our team are probably now out of our price range because they're all playing in Italy or they're playing down south, you know, out of our price range. I think 
one that was mentioned early on in the season was um, Max Johnson at Motherwell. Obviously, that's gone now because he's moved on from Motherwell. Um, I've seen a few other rumours kicking about other players, but there's no point in buying someone just to fill a gap. It just means yeah, we're slightly reduced in terms of the numbers of players we can, we have playing in these European games. But I think for, for the tie coming up against Rivet, the squad that's been selected should be good enough. Um, I'm just slightly, slightly concerned that it's one of these games that comes a wee bit too early for a overhaul of this magnitude to kind of click into gear. I would say it's yes. that it's, it's there is a potential slip up there, mate. I think I, I get where you're coming from there because you're, you're up a very up against a very well organised team, a, a, a European team. And again, and they're no they're no lightweight if they manage to get past Genk, mate. So I think it'll be a tough tie. I do. Um, I feel almost sorry for Lawrence. I think um, Kamar Roof. I think will still be working his way back to being kind of fully match fit. Um, but I'd say. I think the way that the squad is just now and the people that we've packed, look, all our main, all our main big hitters that we want to see is in there. Danilo's there. That's what everybody was, everybody wants. Everybody wants to see Danilo. Everyone wants to see Dessers, Lammers. Um, that's who everybody wants to see. Chifuentes, etc. So that's who we all wanted to see. So as I say on paper, mate, it looks like a, a, a solid enough team. It does look like a solid enough team. Yeah, I see um, Curry Muncher and CGM put up a few comments there. Um, Curry Muncher asks, correct me, but is this only for this round? Yeah, I'm fairly certain it is just for this one. Once we get to the next round, we can change players because obviously we're at this yeah. stage of the season where players are going in and out of clubs. So every round that you're allowed to make changes to your European squad, it will become the group stages. The squad we select will be the squad that we, are, we have for those minimum um, group stage games before Christmas, hopefully longer. Um, anyway, so let's move on to previewing the Kilmarnock game, the first game of the season. Um, what this show used to be called, Club Preview. Remember those, uh, Halicon? Remember those days? Um, Remember those days? We're still using dial-up internet. Well, you're still using dial-up internet, actually, so that doesn't make um, a difference. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I don't know. You probably had a chance to see Michael Beale's press conference today, Carney. We've mentioned bits and pieces of it. So far, but as always, we'll get back into where we left the preview for last season, where we left off there. In terms of the main news that we want to take away from press conferences is squad updates, and they were not great, to say the least. Or some were, some were good and some were bad. Um, the bad one to start with was that um, uh, Red Van Yelmaz has picked up a strain, so he will not be in the squad. Um, that did not go down well with uh, a certain Mr. Ryan Haymarch, Carney. <laughs> but on the on the plus side, it was mentioned that um, Goldson will be in the squad. Um, he's trained the last couple of days and he'll be in the squad available for selection. And he also did mention that Sifuentes will be in the squad and likely to feature those. Some slightly bad news, some pretty decent news there, Carney. Yeah, massive news that Goldson's back, mate. I mean, that's 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 ginormous. It really is. What a testament to the guy that he is. He must be. He must have worked his socks off, mate, to get himself to even a point where Bill would consider even including him in the squad. Because I don't think Bill's risking him putting him in the squad. And look, Stevie Clifford when we had him on the other nights probably convinced me that he'll probably start. I would imagine that he'll start, um, especially with. Um, with Davis Davies been having a slight issue or whatever it's been, uh, I I expect him. I do expect him to start now. Um, I don't think he would, but I don't think you can stop Connor Goldson from playing the first game of the season. I think he's probably worked his the work the whole summer in order to get back there. But massive news for us. Massive news. I'm a massive um, a massive Goldson um, fan. I think he's critical for us. I do. I think he's. I think he's. I've said 
time and time again that I think when the, the time comes where he moves on from Rangers, I think he'll be remembered very fondly indeed because I think he's been I think he's been a, a, an absolute rock for us. I do. Uh, he obviously has had his moments, yeah, but I think he's been nine times out of ten, he's absolutely solid. And yeah, Yilmaz, mate, you start to you start to wonder, don't you? You start to wonder if we sign somebody that's constantly going to have injury problems. Um, I, th- I don't know if Ali was at the wind up in the group chat to Ryan, mate, saying that to him, like he's too injury prone and we should look to move him on or not. But he definitely got a bite anyway. He definitely got a bite. But I do believe if he wasn't injured, then he would be everybody's. I would presume everybody's starting left back. Uh, so yeah, it looks like Barisic will will be playing, mate. But this is probably Barisic's time then. If Yelmaz has got a wee knock and he's going to be out, then Barisic needs to show that he's still got something there. He'll not be daft. He'll know what most Rangers fans think about him. He'll know that we need to see the ball of old for him to have any longevity in his career at Rangers. Because right now we're all a wee bit too fed up of the I'm going to run 20 yards, turn round and pass it back to whatever centre-back's nearest me. So, yeah, disappointing. Disappointing that Yelmaz is out. But again, huge news that Goldson's back, mate. Yeah, it, it was big news. And um, you, you mentioned there, Barris, that's starting. We'll maybe get on to that when we discuss our teams. But there's another name that's kind of cropping up in some of the comments that are coming in. And I know Ali kind of mentioned it as well, uh, speaking in the group chat. But we'll get to that when we come to the teams. Um, the, the rest of the press conference in and of itself, Carney, there wasn't really much to take away from it. I didn't think there wasn't anything. It was felt an awful lot standard kind of media questions. So there's no point in getting too bogged down into there unless there was something I missed that you maybe picked up on? No, I think really only the kind of the update around um, Lawrence having a knock um, that was due to a tackle with Raskin in training, uh, but it's a knee knock or something and it's nothing to be really concerned about. He should be back in training in no time and it's not related to his injury. Um, so I think that's that's positive news. I can't remember off the top of my head, did he mention Kamar Roof? I don't remember. Mentioning, I don't know if I don't know if he did something in the comments, maybe like correct me, but I don't remember if he did mention Kamaru, so I don't really know what the update on him is. And yeah, and then only only the the slight the slight issue with Davies Davis at the end, I was like, hmm, I just I say I think that maybe reading too much into it, but I believe that probably means it's the beginning of the end for him. Uh, but yeah, that's probably the only other thing. Mate, everything else was the standard stuff. They all wanted them to say. Rangers are going to win the league, watch this space, but obviously they're not going to get that out of them. So no, it was fairly standard, mate, but it's, it doesn't half get the gets the juices going, mate, because you know it's, it's, it's tomorrow. The football proper is back tomorrow. Right, on one of the things from the press conference that propped up that Kenny, I, I was like, oh, because I, I couldn't remember this, but is that he said um, Sam Lammers had been on um, Rangers' radar before and they potentially... Looked mm-hmm. as if they were probably would have wanted to make a bid for him, but they were it was too expensive at the time. So I wonder when about that was that they were looking at him because he's impressed in pre season anyway. So yeah, that was one thing that popped up. I just noted down. Um, so yeah, on to tomorrow as well after the press conference. And I wanted to start, and this isn't maybe isn't too much to tomorrow, might not be for the listeners, but it is for <laughs> us. And I kind of wanted to bring it in Rangers news kind of thing. Obviously, the museum has opened up. Um, on Monday just past there um, and Carney we are going to be going to the museum before the game tomorrow for a wee, wee tour around it my my money spent during lockdown <laughs> and money and Rangers things um, came in wonders and I managed to get some four tickets so me you and the, the other two lads are going to go to the museum before the game have a wee look around that but what are your thoughts on the museum itself from what you've seen so far 
Oh, the reports are very positive, mate. Are they not? I think that it's getting it's getting pretty good reviews, mate. Which is which is a, a good thing. I think it's long overdue um, for us to to go and to to have a museum, even. And I'm I'm really looking forward to it, mate. I'm, I really want to see it. Uh, I think it will be one of the kind of generally um, as sad as it might sound. Some people are here's and back of the neck standing up material stuff, mate. For me, for some of the stuff that you you some of the stuff you will get to see, uh, and you just see what a fantastic history this club this club have. So no, I am I am very much looking forward to it. I'm I'm more than positive. I'm going to leave and give it a good review myself and give all credit to the the club for getting this correct because I've not seen anyone anyone say otherwise so far that it's been a disappointment. Um, I just say even Davis came up back there and said that it's it's interactive as well. I mean, I, honestly, I, I generally can't wait. I'm like a wee bit like at Christmas. Rangers are back, and I get to go see a Rangers museum full of Rangers things. It's just everything that you want is a. It feels like you're a, you're a kid at Christmas, mate. It really does. Uh, but I am I'm. Very much looking forward to it, mate. Scotia, thank you for spending all that money during lockdown to make sure we could get tickets, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, although I did see, I did see something on Twitter. I think it was Twitter somewhere. I seen something that Rangers put out that I think that there's um, now availability for um, walk-ins to go up right. um, potentially. So it's getting to that stage now that the majority of people that wanted to go and booked up, that's done. So it's getting there because I think this one we'll be at and I'll probably be back to it within a month or so because there's probably quite a lot to get through. You could probably spend more than an hour, more than two hours in there and just analysing and looking at everything. So looking forward well, to that one. Yeah, what I think is important as well, Scotia, is they've said that it's it's going to rotate. There's loads of stuff for them to get through. So it's not as if you can only go once. You, you'll be able to go two, maybe three, maybe four times with the amount of stuff that they've got to put in it. And they're going to obviously rotate yeah. it. I think that's I think that's a fantastic idea. Instead of tr- trying to cram it all in to one one space, that they're, that they're going to actually continue to rotate the stuff that's in there, um, which is brilliant. It's better. It's better. Um, it's better income because it means people will go more than once. And Jim Sloan, absolutely fantastic, mate. Thank nice you, Jim. Thank, thank you. you to see you, mate. Thank you to thank you for sticking with us, mate, for this season as well. Really do appreciate it, Jim. You're always you're always there, mate. So uh, I really do appreciate it. Uh, so I tomorrow, mate, can I honestly can't wait. Yeah, so I was a wee bit worried because I remember booking this and I'd, I'd said, minded we had it in the group chat. Ryan said he had something to go to, so we won't do a late one. Ali straight away goes, go for the late one. Booked it at four because I wasn't expecting, I was expecting Rangers either to play on Sunday or an early kickoff on the Saturday. Yeah. And then it came out and it was like quarter past five kickoff. So we are, we are going to make a wee day of it for tomorrow. But it is that game against Kilmarnock that we will be playing, Carney. Um, Kilmarnock have kind of already started their season, it's fair to say, because they've got that those early rounds of the, the League Cup that they've played them, um, where I think they mm-hmm. finished top of their group, um, beating Annan 3 0, Dunfermline 2 0. Drawing to each with um, Wraith Rovers and then getting beat on penalties against them and then uh, winning 2-1 against Albion Rovers in their final game of that League Cup. That followed two kind of friendlies over the Northern Ireland where they lost 1-0 both times to Glen Torren and Linfield. Um, that Albion Rovers game, my dad was at that. I should, I see if I'd done my prep properly tonight. I should have asked him how Kilmarnock played that night, but I have not. <laughs> and like I said earlier, Carney, I have not really looked to what any Scottish team has done this transfer window in terms of players coming in. The only thing that I know about Kelly is that Lewis May was signed for for them, but obviously because he came from us. But what are your thoughts and expectations in this game, given that it's Kilmarnock, given that it's a plastic pitch? 
Ah, mate, it is what it is, isn't it? It's one of those, I was desperate to see Kamarnock go for more reasons than one, but the biggest reason was that pitch. Um, that pitch I, I, it ruined Jamie Murphy's career at Rangers, um, even though Ali hated Jamie Murphy, but um, it did absolutely ruined his career, that pitch, which is a, a real shame. It's a dodgy, dodgy surface, mate, it really is, but... Scottish football really isn't it I suppose uh, it's hating itself by letting these these pitches be allowed in the top flight because I just don't believe it should be the case anyway um, on to the game it's actual self mate we know I think we all know what to expect from um, Kelly McInnes has got them sorted um, he's got them solid it'll be defend for their lives and catches if they can um, on a break or whatever I expect us to have quite a lot of the ball I don't expect Kamarnock to really go for us especially not at first I think they'll want to suss us out uh, but I believe that I believe we should have more than enough mate within the squad to get off to a positive start. Um, a positive start. Uh, just that's all I need tomorrow. That's all I need from Rangers tomorrow is just a one. I'm not expecting them to rip the ground up and set the heather alight by playing outstanding, amazing football uh, that kind of blows us all away. I just want a solid performance that wins us the game, and that's all I need. That's all I need. Just set us up nicely um, for the start of the campaign, mate. So uh, very much looking forward to it, though, mate, and very interested to see what team he's going to pick as well. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to it as well. It's it's all it's very difficult to judge because we've we I've, I've only watched us in pre season. We've not been absolutely fantastic in pre season, but it's very difficult to judge pre seasons in and of, of themselves because you can play fantastically and then start the proper competitive games. Uh, absolutely dug me. So um, yeah, we'll just need to take it as it comes tomorrow. But I think we should have enough. The players that are there, you know, they've had a few games each other they've had quite a lot of time training prep this week as well so i'm hoping that they'll, they'll, they'll be up for it and we'll, we'll get a good performance and like you say hopefully that win to kick us off on the season because I, as i say i'm slightly worried about the the upcoming european game just very slightly not massively but very slightly but yeah on to kelly so as always we'll finish up with teams and scores carney and um, we're not i know this time last season i said i was going to keep note of everyone's teams and scores i'm not going to do that this season because <laughs> last season it stopped very very quickly so i'm not going to make that false promise to everyone but um what's your team and score prediction for the game tomorrow hey, on the on the pod on tuesday mate when we with stevie on we pretty much picked a team um just by kind of default we just, just started discussing the uh, different positions. It was never, it wasn't really planned. It just kind of happened. Um, so my team hasn't changed. Uh, I don't think, apart from Barisic coming in. Um, so Butland, Tav, Goldson, um, Suter, uh, Barisic, Raskin, Jack, Cantwell, Dessers, Danilo, and Lammers. Uh, that's why I. That's what I would love to see starting tomorrow. Um, Danilo has to start, in my opinion. Um, we can't. We can't sign a guy of uh, with that price tag on him and, and not play him. He seems ready to go from his interview that he had me. He seems very much ready to go. He he said he considered himself a hundred percent fit and ready. So I'm I'm very much looking to seeing very much looking forward to seeing more of him again. The plastic pitch would be hard one to judge by. He's probably never played in a plastic pitch in his life. He's probably wondering what it is. Um, but uh, because no other quality European side's going to be playing on a plastic pitch anyway. But it's a it's an ex- an exciting time to see what lineup we go with. But yeah, that's why I expect give the ball to Danilo mate, and let's see what we can get out of our ninety nine mate. That's 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 what I want. That's what I want to see. Um, so I'm going to go. Cause Goldsons, but I'm going to go three 0 Rangers, and for Danilo to score first. 
3-0 Danilo to score first. The very, very similar to what I have. In fact, the team, like, I'll just put it right there, the team's the, my team's the exact same. I did have yeah. Balogun in earlier today, but after I heard the press conference, I was like, nah, I think maybe Goldson will, will want to play because you know what the, the type of player Goldson's like and I was more thinking of playing Balogun because I'm wanting, right, let's not risk Goldson for Tuesday or Wednesday night in Europe. But then I thought about it a wee bit more and I was like, no, Goldson's the type of player strikes me as wanting to play. Uh, no, Riley, I do not think us playing poor in pre-season. I wish that was the case, Riley. The same. Honestly, that would be we... that would be a genius stroke by Will. That really would be. That would be brilliant. I think, we, I think we, unfortunately we've just played poor in pre-season. Apart from we played all right, and I think someone put it in the comments. Oh no, Riley, it was yourself again. Don't know if we played them off the park in the second half. We played better against them in the second half. Yeah, but yeah, so my Matt, sorry, I'll get back to my team. My team, yes, yeah, same as you. Scoreline. I'm going to go 3-1 Rangers. So 3-1 Rangers with Lammers for me to score first. So, yes, there we go. And I see well, there's a few folk going in for quite high scores there. I see Curry was 4-0, David Todd's 5-1, uh, Linda Ross there, 2-0 the Rangers. But everyone, as always, going for a Rangers victory, and let's hope that's the case. Carney, awesome. um, that'll do us for this evening. So, I'd, firstly, I'd like to thank you for your time this evening. Thanks very much, mate. Yeah, I'll show up for my work, mate. I'll show up for my work. I'll be here. I'll be here. The other two lads are off gallivanting. Uh, but yes, very much looking forward to tomorrow. Look, this is the start of what we hope is going to be a trophy-laden year for Rangers, mate. Um, we've went and recruited that way. It's now time for, it's now over to the players to go and get the results. It's as simple as that. It's up to Beal now to fit, get the best out of these players in order to get us a successful um, a successful season. And just for quickly before we go to time, Scott, we said five to a penalty to Rangers. But of course we've got a penalty. Come on. Of course we've got a penalty. Um, Tavernier will score tomorrow. Uh, but yeah, I'm uh, very much looking forward to it, mate. Very much looking forward to it. But again, it's um, it's an exciting time to be a Rangers fan, mate, because we've got a, a lot of new faces now and a lot of people trying to make a name for themselves within this team. So yes, I uh, cannot wait. Can't wait for the museum, but mostly I cannot wait to see Rangers playing competitive football again. Very excited about it. Thank you to everybody in the chat and thank you for our donations. And thank you, Scotia. Yes, um, yeah, finally, I would like to say thank you to Jim and Lorraine for the donations. And as always, thank you to everyone in the chat for getting involved. As I did mentioned earlier, uh, we appreciate you um, accommodating our wee movement from half past our normal half six slot to seven this evening. But as I say, just things get in the way that we needed to move it for this evening. Um, I hope everyone would um, like, share and subscribe to this podcast. And as always, tell all your friends about it. Um, and Hope Rangers win tomorrow and we'll speak to you after the game.